This is a production of the Z-Talk Radio Network. The views expressed and opinions given by the individual hosts and their guests do not necessarily reflect those of Z-Talk Radio, its affiliates, or sponsors. Wow. It's dark. Well, let's have some light on the subject. Put on your critical thinking caps and please refrain from hugging. It's time for Dimland Radio with your host, Jim Dr. Dim Fitzsimmons. Hello and welcome to Dimland Radio on the ZTalk Radio Network at ztalkradio.com. I'm your host, Jim Dr. Dim Fitzsimmons. Remember, I'm not really a doctor. I just play doctor online, and uh, this past week, I uh, had an opportunity to be uh, to play Good Neighbor Jim, or Good Neighbor Dim, depending on what you want to call me, and um, uh, I had an opportunity to do it. Uh, the last several days, I'll explain what I mean. The last several days I've been uh, watching the neighbor's cat. We have this next door neighbor who will go out of town from uh, time to time and she has a little cat and uh, it is kind of a tiny cat compared to ours. It's about, I don't know, not quite half the size, well, a little more than half the size of our cat, but just tiny, tiny little thing. And it's fully grown and everything, it's not a kitten. But anyway, uh, she'll go out of town every now and again and she calls me up and she says uh, you know asks if we can feed Rosie that's the cat's name and I said sure when you need us and then we just kind of set it up and then in the mornings before I go to work I head over feed the cat and then when I get home from work I head over and feed the cat and and it works out pretty well uh, the neighbor does pay us a little bit to do that uh, she figures it saves her from having to put the cat in a kennel uh, or you know whatever they do with those the cats and um, she occasionally uh, you know gives me a little extra money for helping her around uh, her house well not her house but uh, I'll, I'll cut the grass out front of her house and I'll do some shovels shoveling of the snow just because you know I'm out there doing it anyway and our houses are her house and our and our houses they're both on a hill and she's I, she's in her late 60s, early 70s. I'm not sure how old she is. It's just I don't want to have her. She shouldn't have to try to cut the grass on the hill. So I do it. And then, you know, as long as I'm out there. So every now and then she, she'll pay a little bit for that. Or she'll add that to what she figures, uh, it, the, what she'll pay us for watching the cat. And, you know, and if she didn't pay us, we'd do it anyway. Uh, but that's the fact that she does pay us. Um, I'll take the money because we need it. <laughs> you know, it does help. Every bit helps. Well, anyway, uh, the other morning, uh, yesterday morning, in fact, uh, Thursday morning, I record these shows on Friday nights. Thursday morning, I got up and headed over to to take care of Rosie. And as I walked around the front of the house, I saw that the neighbor on the other side of our next door neighbor, whose cat we're taking care of, uh, an older fellow who lives on his own, 
Um, he's standing out in his driveway looking at two rather sizable branches that had broken out of his tree that he has that's right in front of his house at the corner of his front yard uh, by his driveway and the front sidewalk. Uh, two large branches had broken out and fallen across his driveway. Uh, they did not cause any damage to anything, though. He didn't have his car or truck or anything parked there. Uh, didn't have, uh, um, you know, uh, anything that other than the driveway got blocked. That's pretty much all that the branches did. There's a little fence that goes along his property that the the branches just missed, and so you know, so it's just this gnarl of uh, tree branch branches laying across his his driveway and so I go on over to him and I say wow geez you know it looks like you got yourself a task today and we talked for a little bit and he said he did somebody had put a note on his door saying that uh, you know if you need any help uh, clearing this away I'm just a couple doors down and put his address on there and uh, and so I said well okay well good luck I gotta take care of the cat so I go over and take care of Rosie and then I head back to the house now I have about at this point about an hour, maybe an hour and a half before I have to be to work. Maybe even more than that. And what I normally do, because I get up so early, uh, I, I get up at the same time I did when my son was going to school. I, I just do it, and and then I take a little snooze. I listen to music on my headphones, lay on the couch, and just you know do that for and snooze for a while before I go into work. And that's what I intended to do Thursday morning. And so I get back in, and uh, I put the headphones on, I sit down on the couch, and I start to kind of kind of snooze. And then I notice that the news is playing uh, the stories about uh, the shooting in Washington, D.C. Another mass shooting took place. This time, the target was uh, uh, politicians, Republican politicians, uh, government you know, people, you know, people that make the laws. And, well, I'll get more into that a little bit later. So I'm watching that news bit, and I'm getting kind of snoozy, listening to some music. And I hear my neighbor, uh, he's got his chainsaw out, and he's cutting branches off of, you know, the smaller branches off, the big main branches that came off. And I can hear that chainsaw going, and it's occurring to me, what are you doing? Why are you just go out and help the guy? That guy's in his late 60s or so, or 70 or so. I'm, I'm not sure how old he is. He, but there he is. He's, he's on his own working on the thing. Maybe the other neighbors come over. I don't know. But what are you doing? <laughs> don't just sit here. Don't be an asshole. Get out and help the guy. So I get up, and I put my shoes on, and I go out. And I go over, and I said, well, you know, I, I can help you for about an hour or so. And so what I do is I just help him clear the branches that he's, uh, he's cut away and pile them up alongside his garage and all that. So I'm doing that for a while, and we're talking about whatever we're talking about. And the other neighbor that had left a note on the door, uh, he comes over after, after I was helping the guy for, I don't know, maybe an hour, maybe not quite, but uh, he comes over and... Yeah, uh, says, can you still use some help or more help? And then the guy says, well, yeah, you got a chainsaw. And the young fella says, yeah, I do. And he says, well, go on, uh, go ahead and get it. And uh, yeah, I appreciate the help. So the guy takes off, gets his chainsaw, and he comes back. And once he comes back, I said to the, to the neighbor, I said, well, you know, uh, I don't feel guilty now leaving you alone. <laughs> so I do have to get headed to work. And uh, so I, I went back into the house and, and got changed. I had to change my clothes and got washed up and, uh, and headed on to work. So I, I, 
I almost passed the opportunity by. Almost. But I just it just listening to that chainsaw and knowing that the guy was probably out there working by himself, I thought, I, what am I doing? So I got up and helped him, and I, I feel better about it. And the guy was very appreciative. Hey, thanks for the help and all that. And I said, well, I'm glad I could do something. Now, I do have a chainsaw, uh, but it's a smaller one. It's an electric chainsaw, and I didn't, th I didn't think it would be uh, that much more helpful than just what he was doing. I figured, well, you know, let him do the chainsaw work. I'll just lug the stuff around. You know, I'm a little younger. I can carry the stuff a little better. So I did that. All right. And, you know, we had a couple bouts of, uh, of severe weather that came through this past Sunday morning. I don't know, sometime after 8 in the morning, which is an unusual time for a storm to blow in. We had it, we got hit pretty well in the Twin Cities area. A uh, lot of high wind, lots of lightning. Our power went out for a couple hours, which was nothing, because there's some people in the Twin Cities that had their power knocked out for, let's see, that was Sunday morning. Uh, the news reports are saying that uh, some people were being told by the energy company to, uh, that uh, power wouldn't be back on in their area until Wednesday. So that's, you know. That's, that's no fun. So just two hours without power is no big deal. But uh, And we had a little hail and all that. But here's the other thing. I don't know. Maybe you saw this. Maybe this went national enough in the news, or I'm not sure internationally. I don't know how far around the world this show is heard. But uh, um, there was there's a town, a suburb of, uh, of, the, of the Twin Cities called Coon Rapids. It's a little north of the Twin Cities. And uh, my boss actually lives in in Coon Rapids and parts of that city got you know got hail and I, I mean they got hail <laughs> they, they got they got it bad it looked like it snowed and I'm not kidding and it was deep and um, they even had to get a plow out the city had to get a couple plows out to to clear the streets of because of the stuff that's how bad it was that's how, how significant it was and I have a, a uh, a fellow that I know from the Minnesota Skeptics, uh, he's a photographer, his name is Michael, and uh, Michael comes in to most of the meetups, and uh, he's, uh, I don't know, I, I, I don't know how professionally he works in photography, but he does, uh, he's certainly a, a, a very talented amateur if he's not a professional. Uh, he does, I've seen some of the photographs he's taken, they're just really nice. Uh, he and Craig, Craig is the other uh, Minnesota skeptic that's a photographer, and the two of them have do some really nice stuff. And uh, uh, Michael had taken a picture that morning that uh, shows this, this, this hood of, of storm clouds engulfing Minneapolis. It's just like coming over the top, and, and I think in the distance you can see rain coming down that is kind of looking like uh, uh, that uh, like a sheer uh, uh, like window treatment kind of thing and it's kind of coming down you know how it looks like in the distance when you see the when you see rain and it, it, then in this small it, it's it's, very, it's so it's so dwarfed by the size of the of the weather coming in is downtown Minneapolis and you can see the US Bank Stadium which is the Vikings new stadium you can see that there and so uh, Michael was was up that morning he saw outside he said ooh it's a good opportunity to take some pictures and he took took some pictures and he put that one up on on social media and this was last Monday I heard it I don't know um, I don't know 
uh, I, I don't know how many how many more shares this photograph has gotten, but as of Monday night, when I when I went over to visit uh, 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 one of the Minnesota skeptics, oh, Craig, go over to his place. We've been I've been catching up on the Better Call Saul series, and uh, he's been DVRing them for me. And uh, so I've been catching up on that. One got over there, and there was another one of the Minnesota skeptics, a fellow named Tim. The three of us there, we were talking about stuff, and uh, Craig mentioned that uh, Michael told him that that picture was shared 23,000 times. And that was as of Monday night. So I, God, I hope I got the number right. So who knows how far it got later. And that's not hard to believe because one of my Facebook friends is a fellow that I went to art school with. And I haven't seen him for a long time, but you know we kind of communicate a little bit back and forth, and I keep an eye on on his postings, and I hope he keeps an eye on mine. I know he does because he comments every now and then. Uh, he shared that picture, <laughs> and so I commented on there. He says, "I know the guy who took this picture," <laughs> and it's kind of a small world, so it's really neat. I, I'll, I'll uh, I don't know if, if I can link. Uh, find a way to link it in the show notes. I'm not sure I can post it. I don't want to take it away because you can actually buy. He, he offers that you could buy that print if you want. So, you know, make a little money. You know, we're all struggling out here. So, just, it's, anyway, so that storm came through and that had a lot of wind through it. And then Wednesday night, about 1 o'clock in the morning, uh, that storm came through. Another storm came through, but it went through real fast. There was hardly any lightning. Didn't seem like there was that much rain. There was no hail. I heard the wind whipping a little bit. And that was about it. And that was the next morning, though. Uh, the tree had uh, been affected. My neighbor's tree had been affected by the by the wind. Uh, you could see there was a lot of rot inside in that branch that came down. You could see that. So uh, the first storm probably gave it a good uh, whipping around, weakened it enough, and then the second storm pushed it uh, right down. It wasn't surprising that it didn't damage the fence or anything else around. It just kind of missed everything that it could have hit. Okay, uh, that was uh, so. The store. This, now the show is going to get a little heavy. It's going to get a little heavy. I got heavy stuff. So I might as well, uh, since I already mentioned the uh, the shootings, the mass shootings, another mass shooting uh, out in, this one in, in near Washington D.C., somewhere in Virginia, um, Arlington. I don't know. Uh, anyway, uh, the every year Congress has a baseball game uh, between the Republicans and the Democrats. And the Republicans were were uh, practicing the Thursday morning, uh, rehearsing, if you will. No, they were practicing for, for the game. And somebody who does not like Republicans, uh, does not like Trump, uh, somebody who does not have a good handle on his emotionals, emotional state, his mental state, uh, decided it would be a good idea uh, to bring, I, I don't know how many guns he had with him, but to bring a gun, at least, if not, if not more, uh, and try to kill a few Republican politicians. Um, fortunately, he wasn't a very good shot. Uh, I don't think anybody was killed. There were a few people hit, uh, that, were sh that were wounded, but uh, nobody was killed, fortunately. And it was just, huh, here it is. Here it's happened again. Now this time, it's happened to, you know, evil Republicans. Um, I know, they're not, well, it's like, 
Well, <laughs> uh, I suppose it would have been okay if they were Nazis to shoot them. Oh, what am I talking about? They're Republicans. Of course they were Nazis. So, no, I, I shouldn't. I shouldn't go that bad. Uh, I shouldn't go that like that. But it, what I will find interesting, and I'm sure the uh, the Republicans will who have uh, historically been uh, very pro Second Amendment, very much against any kind of regulations of the Second Amendment, uh, or regulations of not maybe not this, the Second Amendment, but uh, regulations on on, on uh, gun ownership. Um, it'll be interesting to see how their cognitive dissonance will be dealt with. Uh, they were the target. Uh, it wasn't. It wasn't uh, a classroom of of students. It wasn't a theater of uh, moviegoers. It wasn't a gathering of people at a, a political rally for the other party. Uh, it, it wasn't anything like that. It, this was. This was them. This was this was the Republicans that were the target, and uh, it's how are they going to work their way around this? What's going to come out of this? Will there would this be the incident that finally gets them to do some meaningful gun control legislation? I don't know. Am I calling for meaningful gun control legislation? Ah, <laughs> this is where I get kind of hung up. Yeah, I'm. I don't own a gun. I don't want one. Uh, I I think that first ten amendments are there for a good reason, you know, to to protect the rights of citizens. Uh, I think each of them is just as important as the you know as any of the other ten. I don't you know I don't necessarily think that uh, you know the second amendment is a bad thing. I certainly don't uh, cotton with the argument that well you know it was only you know it was enacted when there were flintlocks and muskets and that kind of thing so it should really count them well yeah well then the first amendment shouldn't cover the internet or movies or tv or telephones or any of that stuff because none of that existed when the first amendment was written either so you know don't try to argue that which you're not you aren't i know you aren't but you over there might so just don't but the rest is, yeah, I think you're okay. But you, yeah, I'm looking at you. No, I'm kidding. I, 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 it's going to be interesting to see how they move forward. What's going to come of this? What's going to happen? I don't know why the United States has this, has this culture uh, that uh, that that gun violence happens so so prevalently. I don't know why. I, I don't. I mean, there are other countries in the world that have high gun ownership but don't have this kind of stuff. I think like Switzerland is in that one, a country that has high gun ownership but yet doesn't have the kind of gun violence that we see here in the States. It's just, it's baffling to me why it is, why it happens. But I will say this. <clears throat> Those of you who have your problems with the Second Amendment, those of you who yeah, you know, I, I I give you this advice. Just I I think this is just my opinion now, and I could be wrong, but I think you just you should just stop uh, pussyfooting around. Stop the idea of you know death by a thousand cuts, meaning more legislation, more 
more rules about gun ownership and more restrictive, more restrictive. Just cut to the damn chase and say, we have to repeal the Second Amendment. You know, no more of this right to bear arms. It's, you know, the only people that should be able to be armed in this country are the police and the military. Uh, and, and, and the police under strict guidance. Because, well, I'll be talking about a little bit of that in a, a little bit later in the show as well. I suppose you could go a little easy and say, okay, uh, no handguns. All handguns are banned. The only weapons that anybody can own, any firearms that somebody can own, are rifles and shotguns that are used in hunting. That's it. You can't, you can't have a gun for home protection. You can't have it for that. If you're a hunter, you can have one. And, you know, strict rules on that. But I think, I think that's the intellectually honest position to have. It's time for America to get over its love affair with guns. It's time for that. So, you know, let's get rid of the Second Amendment, or let's greatly change exactly what it says. You know, let's, let's get in there and just make spell it right out. You know, that's not just, well, we ban these weapons, but we won't ban those, and we'll put another rule here. Because you know what the conservative argument was, uh, and has been all along, in that is if you add more laws and more regulations, the, the people like uh, in Columbine, the, the mass shooting to put mass shootings on the map, uh, the two kids that carried that out would just break another couple laws. It, it, you know, the laws that were on the books didn't stop them at, at that point. So, you know, that's, that's, that's the argument that comes up. Is, so maybe we should just cut to the chase and go right for it. I don't know. I don't have all the answers. But I do have a break I need to take. Right? Oh, yeah. You're listening to Dimland Radio on the ZTalk Radio Network at ztalkradio.com. I shall return after this break. beats all of the competition and we'll prove it as soon as we hear any competition you're listening to ztalk radio network did you see that ufo sighting that made the news what did that latest study about alternative treatments really say is this photo making the rounds real or a hoax doubtful news is a unique website featuring news about pseudoscience the paranormal anomalies and questionable claims framed with a skeptical view Come visit doubtfulnews.com every day for news about cryptozoology, conspiracies, shams, scams, and more. Follow us on Twitter at Doubtful News. Critical thinking is essential in assessing today's news. Doubtful News helps you decide, can you really believe this stuff? You're listening to Z-Talk Radio's Red-Headed Stepchild. It's Dr. Dim on Dimland Radio on the Z-Talk Radio Network. Wash your hands often to reduce the spread of germs and disease. To wash your hands properly, wet them, apply a quarter-sized amount of liquid soap, and rub them together for about the time it takes to sing the Happy Birthday song twice. Wash the front and back, in between your fingers, and under your nails. Dry them with a paper towel if possible, and then use the paper towel to turn off the faucet and open the door. If soap and water aren't available, use an alcohol-based hand sanitizer. A message from the CDC. 
Hey, this is Danny Potts from the Kentucky Ghost Chasers, and you're listening to Z Talk Radio. Now the corporation stop, stop pushing forward. Been a multiple shooting downtown at the bank. Reluctantly to panic. Welcome back to Dimland Radio on the Z-Talk Radio Network at ztalkradio.com. I'm your host, Jim Dr. Dim Simmons. Yeah, I'm still heavy. Still into the heavy uh, portion of the show. Uh, the next heavy thing is uh, news that we just learned today, uh, being Friday, uh, June 16th. Now, this will air on Z-Talk uh, on June 17th, and it'll show up in your iTunes or wherever you get your podcast feed. Uh, on about that same day. <laughs> as soon as the show is done uh, playing on ZTalk, I'll be posting it onto uh, Podbean, which will feed it out to all the other places. So if you haven't subscribed, uh, check iTunes or where you get your podcasts and see if you can find Dimland Radio. You should be able to find it on iTunes, but people have been finding it in other places. Find it, subscribe. Hey, why not, why not go and give me a good rating and, and, and a good review, too? Because that'll help. I mean, I'm I'm getting some downloads, but geez, <laughs> uh, you know, I'm not I'm not uh, setting any records. <laughs> anyway, but that doesn't matter. That's not why I do this. I do this because I don't know. It gets it out. It gets it out of me. Uh, so today, Friday, the sixteenth uh, of June, twenty seventeen, the verdict in the uh, the case uh, of the state uh, versus Officer uh, Yanez, uh, the uh, St. Anthony Police Department police officer who had shot and killed Philando Castile last July, uh, came to an end and the officer was acquitted of all charges. He was charged with manslaughter and a couple other, uh, a couple other charges, endangering with a weapon or something like that. And it, I have to admit I'm... I was a bit surprised by it. I wouldn't say stunned, but I was a bit surprised when the when I found out on you know Facebook started saying oh, oh the, the verdict came in and there was a there was an article in the Washington Post about it already uh, and I read that and it I was a little surprised because I have to admit I wasn't following it all that closely on the news just kind of monitoring it you know, just kind of kind of keeping an eye on it a little bit when I saw that there was something on I'd look and when I, or a news crawl going across in the morning I'd read it but wasn't really paying very close attention to what was going on and uh, well it's it's hard to know in these cases, what you would have done had you been on the jury, because you know the jury sees some stuff maybe that we didn't see as uh, the people outside of this whole case, just looking at it through the news. Uh, but they might have seen, we might have seen stuff that the jury didn't see, because uh, you know the judge might have ruled some you know, evidence inadmissible. But TV news can show you the stuff, or radio people can talk about it, or newspapers can write about it, as long as the juries don't, uh, jury members don't see this information. Um, so we don't know. We don't know exactly what went on. Uh, Castile's mom was very angry, and it's, it's, it's still clear that the, uh, 
there are race issues that need to be worked out in this country still, and it's kind of sad. Um, I don't know what else to say about it because I, I don't feel qualified to say anything deeper about this. It just, it, I, I found it sad, and I uh, was stunned when it happened. Uh, not the the event happened when he was when Castillo was killed. It seemed to me that uh, Officer Yanez overreacted. But uh, eh, okay. Well, that's what we got, so we move forward, and hopefully lessons are learned, and cooler heads continue to prevail and move uh, move us forward. Let's hope that's what happens. The other heavy thing that took place the past week was uh, over there in London, in Kensington, in London, uh, the Grenfell Tower... Uh, Caught on fire. It was an inferno. I mean, you saw the video footage of that thing, and that was holy cow. That thing was burning like like nobody's business. And I don't know what the death toll at this point is. Uh, I think well, the last number I heard was uh, 17, but it's it's sure to go up from there because wow, you just looked at that. And from what I understand, the fire. There's a couple things about it. I don't believe that the building was fully uh, covered by a sprinkler system, which I don't know why it wasn't. Regulations might might be different over there in the UK, but you know, I, I've heard it said that you know there's been no major property loss or uh, you know under in a building that has a proper sprinkle sprinkler system in it, you know where they can can control the fire. However. What I was reading about this particular fire said that they weren't sure that a sprinkler system would have done much to stop this because it sounds like the fire happened kind of outside the building. You know, the 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 I guess it's called cladding, and in between the building and the cladding, or so it's like this the exterior kind of like there's a there's 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 uh, insulation in there, and the insulation used was cheap insulation that was not. Uh, uh, you know, was not fire retardant. It was flammable, and so this this gap around the building acted like a chimney and just just grabbed all that flammable material and just really went to town on that building. And uh, uh, it's it's quite a it was quite a sight to see it burning. And then once the fires were out and looking at that that burned husk of a top of a twenty four story tower. Just it's just it's very ominous looking. Now, of course, because that happened, you know who is out there. I don't mean a specific person, but you know the type of person that's out there saying, "Well, why didn't that building fall down? You know, nine eleven. You know, those towers were built to withstand the hits of uh, seven forty seven, and and steel doesn't melt at the temperature that you blah, blah, blah. and then they just go on and on and on, and then they point to this other building which was built differently. It's a different structure. Uh, it's it was and it was built on this. I learned. I guess in nineteen sixty eight there was. Uh, uh, they, in England, they call these apartment buildings. They call them bl uh, blocks, uh, a block of flats. That's what they call them. A flat is an apartment, and a block of flats is an apartment building. And apparently, in 1968, there was a there was an explosion in one 
flat in one of these block of flats that was enough to cause a partial collapse of the building. And after that happened, uh, regulations were tightened to that uh, buildings needed to be built uh, to withstand an explosion, to structurally withstand an explosion and a major fire. And so by 1971, that, that those regulations were enacted, and this Grenfell Tower was built in 1974. So it was said that uh, had the building been built four years earlier, it probably would have collapsed. But because it was built after this, this, these new building code regulations went into effect, uh, it was built stronger and built more solidly so that it would withstand that fire. And, you know, let's not forget <laughs> that the World Trade Centers did survive the impact of large planes. They didn't come directly down after planes hit them. They didn't survive the fires that, continued, that, that burned and uh, uh, softened the metal, that weakened the structure that was holding the building together. And once that, once the, that metal, the, the, the steel beams gave way, the rest of the building came down. It's just going to happen. And Building 7, I know I've said this before, but Building 7 was on fire for seven hours. Because of the towers coming down, there was no water to the sprinkler system working in Building 7, so there was there was no control of the fire. It just burned uncontrolled for seven hours. The side of the building that faced the towers was heavily damaged. It's not the side that, that the conspiracy theorists show you when they make their videos. Uh, and so when it came down, it started to collapse from the interior and was the exterior. When you saw that finally coming down, it looked like a controlled demolition because the exterior doesn't, wasn't holding the structure of the building. It was the interior that it was the was the support of the building. So once the interior came down, then the outside comes, the exterior comes down, the facade of the building comes down, and it looked like one of those controlled demolition things. That's the story. That's what happened. Accept it. Anyway, so it was a sight to see, and we'll see what, uh, you know, the conspiracy theorists, how they'll they're going to run with it. They're going to make, you know, I've already seen some memes put together say, you know, comparing the two, uh, the two tragedies, you know, the, the, the towers coming down on 9-11 and, and this one not coming down on 6-whatever. <laughs> I don't remember what day this fire took place. Heavy. Yeah, it's kind of heavy. Uh, sorry. I, I, you know, I try not to be too heavy on the show. Uh, but you, you know what's not heavy uh, this isn't heavy. <laughs> Sorry for that weird little pause. And now it's time for a Dimland Radio Pedantic Moment. Yeah, this ought to be good. Okay, what have I got? Pedantic Moment. Oh, yeah! You know those clickbait sites that, uh, uh, well, there's all kinds of them out there on the internets, but the clickbait site that says uh, take this quiz and find out, you know, which uh, Dark Shadows character you are. I don't know why I picked Dark Shadows out of my head. I'm sure most of you guys don't even remember that soap opera from the 70s, late 60s, 70s. Uh, uh, but you know what I mean. You know, which 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 Avengers are you? Uh, you're Iron Man or Thor or, or Scarlet Witch. You know, which which one are you? 
uh, so you take the quiz and and it gives you multiple choice answers and you you pick the answer that's closest to you uh, to your personality or to your way of thinking that that they offer and then you do about I don't know uh, 20 or 30 or 400 of these questions and then they tell you and it's and it's very scientific <laughs> no it's 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 just a bit of fun right. well I've been seeing this one a little uh, recently and it's a it's a quiz that you can take and I think it's put together by uh, howstuffworks.com or .org or something howstuffworks I'm not sure why that why they come up with these little quiz things how that fits with being a howstuffworks site but um, they their idea was um, or you take this quiz and find out which beetle you are are you a dung beetle? Are you a June bug? Are you a, no 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 beetles with the with the A the 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 band the Beatles you remember them, and for you young people, <laughs> that was one of the, uh, the the most important bands. Well, the most important band in pop music, you know, in pop and rock music. It's the most important band, the most influential band. You know, next would have been Menudo, of course, but but the Beatles, you know, they were something, and. Uh, so which beetle are you? Are you John, Paul, George, or Ringo? So so you so if you take this quiz, I didn't take the quiz, and there's a reason why I didn't take the quiz. When you find these things on uh, Facebook, anyway, I don't know how it looks on other social media platforms, but on Facebook, there's a there's a picture, and there's a headline, you know, take the quiz, and which beetle are you? And then there's a little bit of little extra information written under the picture, and then it tells you what the website is. And if you click on the link, you know, they'll they'll take you to the quiz. Well, the picture is one of John Lennon, except it isn't John Lennon. It's Christopher Eccleston playing John Lennon in a TV movie from 2010 called uh, Lennon Naked which is about him and Yoko and whatever. And, which I haven't seen it, but it's, you know, you want to you want to go to the, the quiz maker, whoever came up with this, whoever put this together and say, uh, would you look at that picture? Who is that now? Well, that's John Lennon, isn't it? No, no, it's not John Lennon. It's an actor who played John Lennon. I'm not sure. Now, I realize these, these, these clickbait things are just a bit of frivolous fun. It's just... No, it's not supposed to take it all that seriously. But damn it, I wanted to know what beetle I am. And I wasn't going to take these guys' word for it if they can't even get the picture of John Lennon correct. So I didn't do the quiz. And I looked at the uh, comments. And there were several comments in there saying, that's not John Lennon. That's Christopher Eccleston. That's the ninth Doctor in the Doctor Who series. You know, the first Doctor when when they revamped the series. Remember that? Which I really liked him. I really liked Christopher Eccleston. I thought he played the silly well and the serious well. Uh, I, I enjoyed him. And uh, um, I liked his accent. And I thought he was good looking. And, uh, you know, I, I, he worked for me. Um, Daniel Tennant I liked. But he gets a little gnashy. Lots of lots of teeth clenching. He did a lot of that. Uh, uh, Matt Smith, I liked him. I think he 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 kind of took over for my favorite from Eccleston of the, of the new batch. Tom Baker, of course, hands down. But of the new batch, 
Uh, Matt Smith. I'd like Matt Smith. I just like the way he did things. Uh, the new guy, Peter Capaldi, I've only seen, I think, the first season of him. And he was okay. I didn't like the guitar stuff, you know, because Peter Capaldi can play guitar. So let's have him play guitar. That will be great. I don't know. I didn't like it. Some people did. I didn't. Well, oh, gosh, have I gotten to another break already? Well, look at that. According to my notes, my show prep notes right there, 11.55, which doesn't make anything a difference to you, but uh, I have made it to my other my other break. So I will uh, 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 get everything set up, and here we go. Uh, you're listening to Dimland Radio on the ZTalk Radio Network. I'm going to take a brief break. I shall return. Sit tight. You're listening to Z-Talk Radio Network. Do you believe in ghosts? Do you think Bigfoot is real? Do you suspect that your neighbor is really Val Tor, leader of the lizard people of Bendar 3? Well, Dr. Dim doesn't, and he'll tell you why when you tune in to Dimland Radio Saturday nights, 11 Central, midnight Eastern on Z-Talk Radio Network. It's an hour of science promotion, pop culture rants, personal observation, and of course, skepticism. Dr. Dim might even have a guest or two. Join Jim, Dr. Dim Fitzsimmons, Saturday nights, 11 Central, midnight Eastern, for Dimland Radio on Z-Talk Radio Network. Network. Oh, Lord, honey, can somebody tell me what my future holds? Hey, man, you think I can get a reading? Uh, Wrong answer. It's time for Dimland Radio with your host, Dr. Dim, Jim Fitzsimmons, only on Z Talk Radio. This is Meryl Streep. There's so much in life we can't control. But here's something we can colorectal cancer. It's the second leading cancer killer in the U.S., but it is almost entirely preventable. Screening finds polyps so they can be removed before they turn into cancer. If you're over 50, get screened for colorectal cancer. Screening saves lives. It could really save your life. For more information, call 1-800-CDC-INFO. A message from the U.S. Department of Health and Human Services. But we give those other guys the finger. You're listening to Z-Talk Radio Network. And welcome back to uh, Dimland Radio here on the ZTalk Radio Network at ztalkradio.com. I'm your host, Jim, Dr. Dim Fitzsimmons. Okay, now sit back. I'm going to give you a little bit of a lesson as well as I can in a, in a verbal audio uh, venue method of how to spot a Photoshopped image. And now... I have a little bit of expertise in this. I'm not a great, I'm not great with Photoshop. And those that are, there are people out there that are really good at using Photoshop and really making it difficult to tell that an image has been manipulated. There are guys and, and gals out there who can do that. I'm not one of them. I can do some stuff with Photoshop. It's some real basic stuff. But I, you know, I have a background in art. Uh, I am an artist. <laughs> yep, that's right. 
uh, I'm starving, but uh, you know, I mean, if I had to rely on the money I made for being an artist, <laughs> I'd be dead. Okay. Uh, anyway, I do have some, you know, visual acuity that uh, that I've worked up uh, uh, on on looking at art and, and and understanding this kind of stuff. So when someone does a an okay job, but a quick job on a Photoshop thing and sets it out there onto social media, uh, you know, to try to, I don't know what, embarrass somebody or to make a joke. Uh, if it's obvious that it's a joke, well, you know, it's fine, it's fun. But if it's done to besmirch somebody, if it's done to seem to further an agenda, you know, it's like if it's done to make uh, the opposite side of, you know, politically or whatever, however, uh, it's 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 fueled. Um, it doesn't help because it just you're, you're trying to discredit the other side, but you end up discrediting yourself because you're lying. You're lying to somebody. Well, <clears throat> when uh, so I spotted this online. Uh, it's a it's a picture of Whoopi Goldberg. And she's uh, wearing a T-shirt uh, under a, a, a jacket of some sort, and she's opening up the jacket so she can show off what it is uh, on her shirt, what's the, what's written on her shirt, what's printed on her shirt. And she's looking rather proud about it. She's got a big smile. And what we see in this image, which I looked at it, and within about three seconds, I went, "Well, that's bullshit." That's just that's somebody that took that image and photoshopped it onto the shirt. Took off whatever was on the shirt. Did a pretty good job of taking off what was on the shirt, and then put this on there and did an okay job, but not a great job. Now, there's one thing you should note about a photo. You know, when somebody photoshops something into another image, uh, seldom is the uh, the texture of the original photograph and the 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 image that's being placed into the photograph seldom is the texture the same you know if you look at it you can see that there's that the, the it may not be as as the, the focus is different between the two there might be parts of it that are a different kind of focus the feel is just different it doesn't have the same look through the whole the whole uh, picture and that was the first thing that struck that struck me. Now, what is on what you see on Whoopi's shirt is a is a is a cartoon of Donald Trump uh, blowing his brains out. Uh, he's got a handgun in one hand pressed against one temple, and his other part of his head is blowing away. A lot of a big blood splatter in his ears being shot off, and he's making the dumb look, you know, the the, the Trump dumb look. And uh, the slogan says, Make America Great Again, under there. And it's, I don't know, the person was probably just, maybe just trying to be funny. But, uh, uh, you know, Whoopi Goldberg is, is, is very much against President Trump. She's very much somebody who's on the left, uh, maybe left of many Democrats, uh, kind of in her politics and social uh, ideas. And that's fine. That's what she is. That's, you know, and she's... She's honest about it. And when I saw this image, there's the things that struck me was that um, the blood splatter looked blurry. 
and not blurry as in that's what it's supposed to look like in the print on the shirt. It's just blurry as that's what it looks like because of it being photoshopped. The word America, which is in all red, the shirt is a, is a dark blue. It's all red. Again, that has some blurriness to it. That doesn't fit with the focus of the rest of the photograph. It doesn't, why would that look in that, that blurry state? And here's the other thing. The shirt is fit around somebody's body. So the image needs to, to you know, when you're putting in an image, you need to be able to distort it so that it, that it matches what is going on with the shirts, the folds and the twists and the turns and heading around her belly and heading, you know, over her breasts and, and Whoopi's got a, you know, she's got an ample set. And, and, and the, you know, the other folds and turns in the shirt, it's, it's got to contour, contour itself to it. It's, if it was an actual shirt printed that she's wearing, it would all fit seamlessly. It would look right. But this doesn't quite. America looks like it's too straight across. It looks like the person did do a little bending of it, but not much. Uh, where it says great again, which is written in lowercase script, you know, cursive writing, uh, the G's have the big flourish for the lower part of the G. The tail of the G is a big looping flourish. And the G in again is made to distort a little bit over a, a fold in the shirt. So they they made an attempt, but I you know but just uh, for me at a glance I knew this was bullshit. I knew that this was somebody just trying to embarrass Whoopi Goldberg, trying to say see what these people on the left are like, that kind of thing. And fortunately, Whoopi Goldberg has a platform, and at the, the the show The View, which apparently is still on, and uh, she was made aware. Of this picture, she saw it, and she took. She made use of her platform to say, "I did not wear that shirt. That's not what I wore." And she showed the picture of what she was actually wearing. The same photograph. There's a side by side I found online. And what it does say on her shirt says, "And you thought I was a nasty woman before. Buckle up, Buttercup." And if you look at it, the the text all follows properly to the contours of the shirt and her body. It's all within the same focus and the same texture as the photograph, the original. It's all, it all fits. And if you compare the two, and I'll post this on the show notes that you can take a look at, uh, you will, it, it should be obvious to you. you know, it's, there are times where it's really easy to spot the photoshopping. Uh, anytime, you know, I, I was, it's always a bad idea for you know, the hold up a, a, a placard a white card, write something in marker on the white card and hold it up and take a, have a picture taken of you and you put it on the internet you know, and, the, and you hold, you're, you're trying to say, you're trying to some, make some political statement, whatever it is, or you're just trying to, you know, you just have a, hi mom, and you're holding it up there and you put it up and then somebody's going to take Photoshop and they're going to erase the hi mom and they're going to put some message on there that, that furthers their, either their, uh, their joke or their political agenda or both or whatever they're doing. So those are, you should really not trust any of them. <laughs> and people, you really shouldn't do them because you're just letting the Photoshoppers change whatever message you're trying to give. You know, you're just, you're just giving them that easy opportunity. Here you go, because it's flat. They don't have to worry about contouring it. They can just pop it on there. I mean, I've seen one where uh, they took a message. I don't know if it was somebody holding a sign. I'm trying to remember it. I, I don't but they 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 just copied out a word uh it's it says you know and and 
changed it uh, uh, by just using letters from another word and just erasing a tail of an R to make it a P, and it's just you know it's just changing the message. And you you could if you're if you pay close enough attention, you would recognize that all those letters are exactly the same, except the tail from the R was erased, so it made it the letter a P. You know, it's you, if you just look at it closely enough, you'll see that. Wait a minute! That somebody just copied that word and moved it so they could change what the message was. Um, I, I can't think of it specifically. I'm sorry, but uh, I saw that and I called it out, and other people were calling it out as well, which is good. So that's your lesson in Photoshop in in, in recognizing something. Look and see. It, it, the giveaway is the texture. If you blow up the picture, you can kind of see it a little. It'll pixelate a little differently. Uh, if you it just it, depending on the resolution of resolution of the image, but if you the texture, if it doesn't it doesn't seem to fit. There are ways to make it work better, uh, but um, it's not terribly done. But it's pretty. It's I, from a glance, I could see that this was not. You know, that's not what she's got on her shirt, which was what the first comment I said. That's not what her is on her shirt. I'm very skeptical that that's what's on her shirt. And I went and looked for it, and I found what was on her shirt, and I popped it into the thread, and I said, "See, I was right. <laughs> that's not on her shirt." And then I found the uh, the video piece of of Whoopi uh, uh, calling out the person. So, it, it, like I said, if you're if you're trying to discredit this person by doing uh, a shirt like that to show how crass that Whoopi Goldberg is, how she would, how dare she uh, wish for uh, uh, Trump to kill himself? How dare she do something like that? And it should shame her. And except she didn't do that. She wasn't giving that message, and it turns it discredits you. It discredits your side. Look, you're, they're resulting to lying. They can't, they can't argue us on our our merits. They can't take our 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 what the the claims that we're making and show that we're wrong. Uh, they can't do that. So they just make these things up. So they lie. That doesn't help. Doesn't help anybody. You ever watch Star Trek: The Next Generation? Well, there's a podcast out that's called uh, uh, it's called The Greatest Generation, and it's 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 two fellows that uh, talk about each episode of Star Trek: The Next Generation. And uh, no, they don't talk about the the generation of uh, men and women who were involved in World War II. No, not that generation. They talk about Star Trek: The Next Generation. It's very funny. Uh, I, I you know they have a lot of uh, uh, what do they call uh, dick and fart humor but uh, it's and they're 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 getting through too close to the end of the series now uh, the podcast has been on for a while they do two a week which is really cool because like that's that's nice that's a good pace uh, a daily thing I don't know how people I don't know how you can do a daily show I do this once a week and I every Friday I'm thinking okay am I gonna have enough to do a show am I gonna have enough to fill an hour <laughs> I don't know how somebody does uh, a daily thing. But anyway, uh, the two hosts, uh, it's Adam Pranica and uh, Benjamin Harrison. I think that's their names. And uh, they're, uh, like I said, they're funny, and they've, they've uh, built a history of, uh, uh, for themselves, you know, where they'll make an inside joke. So if you, listen, you have to listen to it from the beginning, maybe, to, to catch on everything, but there's a website that you can go to that, that lets you in on, on what the jokes are that they're doing. Um, they just reviewed the show Lessons, which is uh, one of the episodes late in the sixth season. Now, there's seven seasons to Star Trek Next Generation. Oh, and by the way, when they're done with Next Generation, 
they are going to move on to do uh, Star Trek Deep Space Nine. So I don't know if they'll change the name of the podcast. They might just call it The Greatest Generation still, or maybe they'll come up with something. But as it is, <clears throat> so they were doing this. Now this show, I have to set this up. Uh, it references a previous show called uh, The Inner Light, which is agreed by many Star Trek fans, especially Next Generation fans, to be one of the best of the Star Trek Next Generation episodes. It, um, there's a society that, uh, there's, a, there's a world that died out a thousand years in the past, and um, they, they were just beginning to be able to send ships out into space at this point, but they were unable to leave the planet. They, they were going to die out. So they sent out a probe that had a, a computer program in there that when it encountered a, 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 uh, a, uh, a, a proper uh, humanoid species that would be suitable for connecting to, it would connect through some kind of, I don't know, some kind of magic whatever technology it would connect with them and then it would it would it would work in their minds in the mind of that person uh, would bring them to their planet and have them live among them as one of them now this is captain picard he gets this moment he gets this he lives in this planet and in the span of in his time in his real time in the show he's only unconscious for about 24 minutes 25 minutes uh, but in his his experience that goes plays out in his mind is decades. He oh, he ages. He he's he's got a wife. He's disoriented at first. He thinks he's Captain Picard, but then they're telling him, "No, no, you're this guy, and you live here. This is our planet. We're having a terrible drought." And so he finally ex kind of accepts it. He starts a family with this woman. He has children. He has a grandchild. He gets old, and then he realizes when it gets toward the end of his life he realizes that wait a minute this is this is ex this experiment that he sees a rocket being launched and all of a sudden his wife who had died years before and another friend who had died come back to life and tell him hey no you really are captain picard and or whatever and and you're really still in the 24th century but we're sending you this message to tell you about us so you can so we can survive that's our way we figured out to survive okay now part of what happens in all this he he gets this flute, a special instrument that this planet has, and he learns how to play it. And so he takes that with him into his real life. And every now and then you see him playing this thing. Well, he meets this woman on the episode Lessons, and they play. She's a musician. She's a pianist, and she and he shares with her this 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 music that he can play, and. And she's she's very you know receptive and she's encouraging him. You can you're better than you think you are and, and does all this and they they start up a romance and all that and he tells her the story about about what his music means to him and because of this this society that he got to know uh, through this thing. Okay, there's a scene in the lessons episode where she comes in. She's got a little portable piano thing. And he's got his, his. She comes to his quarters, and she sits down at a table. And so she starts playing piano, and she says, "Well, let's play together." So they start playing a song, and it's Frere Jaca. And you know, he he plays, and and it's very tentative, but he does all right. She says, "Well, you're you know, you're better than you think you are." And, he, and then she says, "Okay, now play with the melody. Kind of have fun with it. Just kind of play around the melody. You know, add in some notes and things like that." 
And so when that starts happening, and the playing gets a little more complex, something happens to you. If you're paying attention and you're watching the video, you will notice that those hands that you see, you see Captain Picard, you see he's got the flute to his mouth, he's got his hands, he's playing on these little little holes, he's, you know, the fingers coming up and down, just blocking them off, and he's, you know, he's blowing into the flute thing. You see that. You see it's, you know, it's his hands and face. And the next shot, once it gets more comp complex, there's a change. The hands are no longer Patrick Stewart's. He's the actor who plays Captain Picard. It's the hands of somebody who's who's a musician who plays a flute, apparently. Uh, I, I would think, obviously. And they're laying down in front of him. And they, they're holding their hands up into the camera. And they got it positioned as close as they can to make it look like these are Captain Picard's hands. But they're not Captain Picard's hands. And it's pretty obvious they're not Captain Picard's hands. And it's one thing that I noticed about this that made that was fascinating to me. When when Patrick Stewart doesn't have the use of his hands while he's acting, he gets really hammy. I mean, it, it, he's, he's just got to rely on his face to, to carry off the, uh, the scene. So he's got to be pretending to blow on this flute thing, and, and, and he's got somebody else's hands doing all that. So he does a lot of eye acting, and it's it's not convincing. It's kind of it's kind of funny. He's a really good actor, but not have he must have felt so awkward doing it, and because it just comes across. If you ever watch it, it's the it's the episode Lessons. It's from the sixth season of Star Trek: Next Generation. You got to check it out. It's really obvious when they make the switch. Good night, Good night, Frau Blucher. And then to another show, boy, these things. I keep going over an hour, I don't. Nobody minds, but I don't know. Uh, be skeptical. Extraordinary claims require extraordinary evidence. You've been listening to Dimland Radio on the ZTalk Radio Network at ztalkradio.com. And I'm your host, Jim Dr. Dim Fitzsimmons, reminding you to sleep with the lights off. Oh, and happy Father's Day, everybody. check out my show notes at dimland.com. Just click on the blog option and you can email your questions and comments to drdim at dimland.com. That's D-R-D-I-M at dimland.com. And the opening theme song, Ram, is by Theolius and is used with permission. Production of the Z Talk Radio Network. And now a message to our competitors. Thanks. Thanks for, for tuning us in. in.
Bonjour, Monsieur Dim. You are too clever for us naughty people. Well, I'm going to hell.